Thank you very much, uh, uh, Krumas, the Professor Krumas, and uh, and also the people in the DIJ uh, to invite me the, and uh, give the very good opportunity to have a, a presentation here today. I'd like to talk about happiness in Japan before and after the earthquake. And, uh, uh, and my name is Yukiko Uchida from Kyoto University Kokoro Research Center. So the, uh, first I'd like to introduce myself. So the, uh, I have been studying the relationship among culture, emotion, and interpersonal relationships from a cultural psychological point of view. So I'm a, uh, mainly the social psychologist or the cultural psychologist. So the cultural psychology and social psychology is a very overlapping area, but a cultural psychologist is more you know, specified to think about the uh, cultural effects and cultural differences between the uh, several nations or several groups and some other you know, the culturally shared meaning groups. So the, uh, and uh, uh, while I'm doing on the uh, cultural studies and uh, based on the experimental social psychology uh, method, uh, I'm very interested in emotion and also the happiness and well-being in Japan and the United States. And also the, uh, I had studied the emotional ex experience and the inference between the uh, interpersonal communications. And also, also the nowadays, I'm very interested in the uh, globalization effect. So the, uh, one of my uh, work is about the Nito and the Hikikomori <coughs> in Japan. So maybe the, uh, some, of the, uh, some of you are really interested in such very you know, uh, broad uh, syndrome of the uh, Japanese young adults. So, and I'm working as a commission of the happiness studies with the uh, cabinet office as a psychologist. Uh, the issue there is to think about happiness in global way from cross-national comparisons as well as more indigenous way to identify Japanese happiness and uh, examine within cultural differences. In addition, it is important to think about the current Japanese happiness especially after we have experienced uh, such a tragic national disaster on March 11th uh, last year. So uh, today's my talk, uh, I uh, have a two parts of the presentation. And the first part is what is happiness in Japan? And the second part is the impact of March 11th on happiness in Japan. So to understand what is the impact and what's the meaning of the impact we should know the, what is happiness in Japan in general. So I'd like to talk about this from the beginning. And then at the uh, last three on the, my presentation, I show you the, some data of the uh, before and after the earthquake data. So the, uh, here's a kind of the world map of happiness. So the, as you can see, the several parts of the nations have a uh, very happy nation. So for example, the very, uh, this very uh, deep red means that very happy country or nation. And uh, uh, yeah, Germans here, and North American or European countries are very happy, as you can see. And also the uh, yellow part is the unhappy countries. So they, uh, some African countries and uh, so on. And Japan is here. So as you can see, this shows that, yeah, on average. <laughs> so the Japanese happiness ranking of Japan the, uh, across nations always showing some, yeah, average or so-so. And also that this is the graph between the relationship between the uh, GDP 
and subjective well-being index. Subjective well-being index is uh, uh, very uh, close to the uh, concept of happiness. And as you can see, so uh, GDP and subjective well-being are weakly correlated each other, right? So the uh, around here, but this part very closely correlated. So the uh, GDP is growing up, then the subject well-being is uh, going up. But you can, uh, maybe the, you can see there's ceiling effect of GDP. So the increasing in the income or economical uh, satisfaction does not uh, make people happy as we predicted. And second, Subjective well-being is high in several countries here, even though they are low global, uh, GDP. So the, such countries is, uh, are mainly Latin American countries. So maybe this is culture. Maybe, uh, Latin American culture is very you know, high arousal, positive feeling, and they would like to show the happiness. And the happiness is very important for them to keep and maintain their close relationship with each other. And third, among high GDP nations, Japanese happiness is low, lower than the other uh, high GDP nations. So uh, for example, uh, Switzerland, uh, Canada, USA, and several other, West, yeah, this map shows that West Germany and the East Germany, but West Germany here and Japan is here. The, So, so many people and many social psychologists argued that why the Japanese happiness is low, lower than the other nations. And Japanese society brings unhappiness, or Japanese do not feel happiness. So those are pessimi pessimistic view of Japanese happiness. So for example, the several uh, books or publications shows that the Japanese system, this, this shows Japanese system decreases happiness or the Japanese, ha Japanese system does not make people happy. So this is the title of the book and this is a very popular book. And, uh, uh, and many people are very pessimistic are saying that oh, Japan society or Japan's institution is not so good and we have already, you know, not so much good freedom and uh, uh, many conformism in there and also the we have a low social mobility blah 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 and many exp uh, explanation is about why Japanese society is unhappy society but on the other hand we should closely examine what is Japanese view of happiness so I would like to take this stand of view so that we should think about what is happiness in Japan and, uh, and closely pay attention to the why we have a low subject well-being or low score of happiness. And also the uh, Professor Kumas said that broad field of research has been uh, shown several uh, arguments of the why the Japanese happiness is and also the what is the Japanese happiness is. So the, uh, not only psychologists, but also sociologists and the economists and uh, so on, that we would like to uh, show that what is the meaning of happiness in Japan. So the, uh, as a cultural psychologist, uh, I'd like to show the very famous perspective by cultural psychologists. So the uh, Marcus and the Kitayama, the, they are the leading researcher of cultural psychologists. They have uh, many publications, so uh, they showed uh, a very close 
tie between culture and psycho psychology and psyche. So for example, Kitayama showed that emotions are always situated and embedded in specific cultural context. And also the, the other researchers, the happiness would be most closely associated with the formation of a culturally sanctioned model of self. So what is a culturally sanctioned model of the self? Marcus and Kitayama showed the ideas about cultural models of self. So that their analysis is informed by in-depth analysis of two broadly defined regions of the world, namely European American cultures and East Asian cultures. So of course, there are inter-regional variations, but uh, in cultures that are organized in terms of independent self-construal, such as European American culture, cultures, internal attributes of each separate individual are made salient. And individuals are motivated to discover and actualize positive internal attrib attributes of self and use these attributes to guide their own actions. So the, with independent model of the self, happiness is likely to be gained through personal achievement. And uh, uh, in contrast, in cultures that are organized in terms of interdependent self-construal, social relations are made salient, and individuals are motivated to fit in and adjust to their social environment in general, and to interpersonal duties, expectations, and requirements in particular. So with this, uh, interdependent model of the self, happiness is likely to be gained through realization of social harmony. So the uh, independence and interdependence is very, you know, uh, shows very big argument. What is the culture and what is the culture and psyche? And uh, actually this model, it does not show that some value. So for example, the Japanese should have an uh, interdependent self and so on. But uh, um, Rather, they would like to show the, what is the uh, cultural meanings of practices and patterns in society or institutions, and the, each individual uh, contains such kind of norms or practices and ideas and thoughts and behaviors uh, according with such kind of the institutional level of the cultural value and also cultural practices. So the uh, Marcus and the Kitayama show such uh, model of the self. So the, this cultural model of the self is um, partly shared in the uh, in the society. So what is a human being, or what is the self, on the, or, and also the what is the relationship between uh, between people. So for example, independent view of the self shows the as you can see the self is uh, have a you know, clear boundary from the other. Uh, people, like a mother, father, siblings, and co-worker, and so on. Then the, uh, actually, for example, individualism, this is very, clo um, very close term and a very uh, kind of the similar. But uh, independence is more likely to say that there is some social network, not uh, the people is not like a, uh, just an individual. So they really pay attention to the social network and social relationship, but still, they have a kind of the boundary of the self. The so self is very in, internal, self has internal attributes or personality or characteristics and so on. But uh, as compared to the independence, interdependence view of self, this is very Japanese model of the self. The boundary between self and other people is very blurred and unclear. So the, the end, this means that this X shows, for example, uh, by the way, this is more, um, 
some internal contents like a ability or thoughts, a belief, and so on. So this independence model, such kind of the uh, thoughts, emotion, belief, is uh, in my side. But in an, with the interdependent view of the self, this is closely associated with the other people and also the situation. So for example, for Japanese, uh, this is very mm, difficult question for them to answer like, uh, who are you? And uh, uh, as a psychologist, we use the 20 statement test. And uh, so 20 statement test shows that uh, please describe who you are and start the description. I am blah, 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 and uh, uh, ask them to make 20 statements. So that, for example, I am, a, um, I am a psychologist, for example, or uh, I'm from Kyoto, like this, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, such, and compared to such kind of the uh, self-description, the, uh, the people with the independent view of the self creates more uh, sentences like a very um, abstract attributes of the self. For example, I am social or I am shy, blah, blah, blah. Very um, abstract terms of the uh, independent model. But for Japanese, this is very difficult. So because uh, they think that, yeah, I am shy at my school or I am very talkative and relaxed in my home or with my family members. Or, uh, yeah, I am a leader at an uh, organization and so on. So this uh, interdependent model itself is really based on the society, uh, their uh, group or situations. So the, uh, where is the self and what is the self is very blurred. But uh, uh, this is very situated in the uh, society level of group and so on. So the, it's like, uh, so the, for that interdependent view of the self, uh, interpersonal relations are very important for them to identify uh, who they are and who am I. So based on such kind of a theoretical uh, reasoning on the independence and the interdependence, many studies about the culture and the happiness has uh, investigated, and uh, also that we got several results. For example, uh, Japanese happiness is uh, very uh, raw as arousal and calm-based, and uh, American happiness is high arousal and pleasant. Mm -hmm. So the uh, for example, the uh, sorry, we should show that what is happiness, and uh, this is how some people in Japan chose to present a picture of happiness on various Japanese websites. And as you can see, they are calm images, and they make for sober visuals and interpersonal relations. So happy is not too bright, but uh, it's very calm and relaxed, and uh, with other people. And here are some sample from the American websites of the happiness. So the, and the, this image of happiness are very bright and uh, or smiley. So that they, uh, their emotion is inner side. So they should show some uh, their uh, their experience or emotions to the other people. And also the uh, for Japanese. Uh, happiness contains both positive and negative meanings. It's very controversial. And but for the United States, it's very positive. 
I'll show you the, uh, the result later. And uh, in Japanese happiness, relationship oriented and social harmony is very important. And uh, uh, for in the United States, happiness is achievement oriented or based on the self-esteem. So many social psychological studies show that self, how self-esteem is important to achieve happiness. So the correlation is quite high, like around 0.6 or 0.7, very high. So the self-esteem and the subject is very closely associated in the United States. And also Japanese happiness is uh, based on the social comparison. So the uh, abs uh, absolute judgment is very difficult for Japanese, but uh, they can judge their happiness compared to the other people. Like, uh, yeah, I am okay with, uh, uh, compared to the, the some uh, neighborhoods or colleagues and so on. Um, so this shows the, how the uh, relationship orientation is very important for Japanese happiness. So this is the one of the very uh, famous study of the picture that Masuda uh, used in their study to test the perception of happiness. So how do you think about the center boy? <laughs> is he happy? Do you think he's happy? Oh, <laughs> yes, okay. How about this? He's also happy. It's the same. Do you think it's same level of happiness? Yeah. <laughs> this is the test. Like, so the actually the center boy is the same smiling face, but also, uh, but on the other hand, the uh, surrounded people looks very different. So the uh, Masuda shows that uh, the Japanese says that the boy in the center cannot be completely happy with such kind of people. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, on the other hand, the American participants judged his emotion based solely on his expression. Yes, they follow the instruction. So the, this experiment shows the, the instruction is to think about this uh, emotion of the center boy. Yeah, this is the instruction. So yeah, the, uh, maybe American people follow the instruction very well because those two uh, figures, uh, facial expression is the same. Yeah, totally same. But the result shows that uh, this is the uh, vertical line shows the uh, judgment of the happiness. So the center boy is happy and the background happy is here, and center happy and the background not happy is here. So the, uh, for the uh, Americans, uh, quite a uh, little bit lower than this, uh, this part, so happy, happy, or happy, and not happy. But uh, this is not statistically uh, significant. But here in Japan, very big gap between this. So the, uh, even though the central figure shows the happiness and bright smile, uh, the surrounded people showing the frown face, the sad face, they, show, uh, they think that, oh, maybe that center person have something in, my, in, the, in his mind, or that maybe the, he, his situation is not happy, or something like that. Yes. So the... Uh, yeah, such concept of happiness is grounded in historically nurtured ideologies and regional ideas. So for example, there are close affinities between the European-American view of happiness and the, um, and the Protestant worldview. So according to this worldview, individuals are, are predetermined to be either selected or doomed, as Max Weber showed. And the affirmation's personal worthiness may therefore serve as quite effective buffer against uh, anxiety of the negative prospect of self. 
as doomed. And likewise, there are some close link between the East Asian view of happiness and the certain Asian standards of ideas as revealed in Confucianism, Taoism, or Buddhism. So all these ideologies and worldview emphasizes a holistic world order and where everything is assured to be con uh, connected with everything else. And in particular, what is good in personal domain is often assumed to lead to certain social problems, so such as uh, uh, that figure, like a uh, uh, target person, only the center boy, very smiley, and but uh, other people is very sad. In that case, maybe some negative consequence happen later. <laughs> and uh, so personal success may entail a negative consequence and result in jealousy. And uh, so, and also that in recent years, some researchers have empirically investigated the culturally divergent meaning of happiness. So these studies suggested that in European-American cultures, positivity and negativity are often seen as contradictory, whereas in East Asian cultures, the positivity and negativity are seen as complementary. So for example, uh, G. Nisbet and Su that presented Chinese and American participants with such kind of graphs to the, and select the, which is the good representative to the very good life or happy life. Which do you think a happy life? Like, uh, for example, the bone and the die, and the, this, which line is good, happy? The, this one or this one? <laughs> Please raise your hand. Yeah. This one? Oh. <laughs> Linear trend. Or this one? Up and down, up and down. Oh, OK. Mm, kind of half and half. <laughs> So the, uh, that's about, uh, when Ji and her colleagues performed this test in, in Chinese and American part, uh, cultures, uh, Americans were likely to choose a linear graph, whereas Chinese were likely to choose a non-linear graph. So the, in Japanese world, the Jin says Uma. This shows that uh, you know the circulated and everything is circulated, and up and down is one of the way of life. And uh, if they have a very uh, good thing, then something negative happen in the next, and then that um, after that they go up and down, go up and down, blah blah blah. So this is the life <laughs> for Japanese, and also maybe in China too. So um, in my own study, we investigated what kind of aspects of meaning of happiness people have in each culture uh, between uh, Japan and the United States. So in our study, we had Japanese and American participants, and they were asked to uh, describe different aspects, features, and effects of happiness, up to five. And then they were asked to evaluate the desirability of each description on a five-point scale and our hypothesis was that the positive and the sub uh, subjective aspects may be described more in the United States, and negative and interpersonal aspects may be described more in Japan. So the, this is the uh, sample description of happiness we collected from the participants. So this, they described the characteristics or effects or some uh, consequences of happiness, and then uh, rating of the, the desirability of this description in general. So for example, American shows joyful, energetic, this is very positive. The person smiles, this is very positive too. And hug someone, yeah, okay. And having a sense, strong sense of self, very good, or something like that. And Japan has feeling the joy of life is very positive, but not aware of it when I am really happy. Mm, this is not so good. <laughs> 
And uh, uh, these are the results. So as you can see, this is percentage of the desirability. So the, uh, we collected the many, uh, many descriptions of the happiness, and uh, we divided very uh, desirable descriptions. This is rated by participants the five, four or five, or undesirable one. And uh, as you can see, proportion of the positive description is really high for American case. This is uh, around, yeah, 97% uh, is positive. So the, their description of the happiness, consequence of the happiness, the meaning of happiness, and so on is very positive. But for Japanese parts, yeah, happiness is, of course, good and uh, very, you know, the uh, ideal thing. But on the other hand, we should be careful when we feel happiness. This is very controversial idea. So the uh, only 68% of description are positive in Japanese case. Maybe you are uh, interested in what kind of the negative description. So I'll show you later. So to see the detailed concept of happiness in two cultures, we carried out a sorting task to ask lay people their un understanding of the meaning of happiness. So the, uh, our studies had uh, Japanese and American undergraduates, and each description was randomly selected from the study one. So uh, around 100 descriptions were selected, and each description was printed on each index card. And then uh, the participants were asked to sort the set of cards into meaning cl meaningful clusters by judging similarity. So the uh, American participants did that for American descriptions only, and the Japanese participants did that for Japanese descriptions only. So like this, so they made a mental map of meaning of happiness. So if the participants think that they can associate items by grouping them with circles in different hierarchy. So if he or she say, thinks that, oh, the uh, description C and description D are close to each other, then they are clustered in the same pile of the um, sorting task. And also the, uh, they can make several hierarchical um, clusters there. So this is uh, uh, based on the similarity map, and they so called uh, some judgment of the, about the meaning of happiness. And then we did a uh, uh, multidimensional scaling analysis. This is a kind of a uh, very uh, static technique to the based on the such kind of similarity. For example, item C and item D similarity is very high. And this similarity is item C and item A is also the, uh, have a uh, fair amount of the similarity score. Uh, and uh, uh, item C and those other items are kind of far. So the based on that kind of similarity score, uh, we uh, make a map of the uh, happiness. So the, this slide displays the Japanese results. The, these findings showed that the interdependent positive quadrant, so uh, this axis shows the positive and negative. So the uh, many description here is positive meaning. So and also the, uh, this axis shows the independence and interdependence. So you can see the positive and independent quadrant, there are the, some group of the uh, descriptions that we can name it the personal achievement. For example, I feel it when I, when I get something I want, or I feel it when I achieve something. And uh, positive and interdependent quadrant, there are some um, descriptions, we can name it them on the, uh, social harmony. 
So, for example, I become kind to others, or I want to share happiness with others. And negative parts here. So the uh, negative but independent part is the transcendental reappraisal. This is very, very difficult to explain. That I always try to uh, say, what is this part in uh, uh, my colleagues in the United States? And, the, uh, and my colleague always said, oh, it's very difficult. And what it, why this is the uh, meaning of happiness in Japan? <laughs> yeah. For example, that I, it does not last long. Nagaku wa tsuzukanai. I am not aware of it when I am very happy. Shiawasu na toki ni wa sore to wa kizukanai. Very philosophical. <laughs> and also this part is interdependent but negative. So this is social disruption here. I elicit the envy of others if I express it in the wrong way. So uh, Or uh, if I feel happy, the, my improvement will stop. But here are the result of American participants. So two axes are similar, so positive, negative, and independence, interdependence. But the, uh, most of them are very positive parts. So the personal achievement, social harmony, and uh, only one, two, three, four, yeah, four items in a uh, negative meaning. Yeah, I take it for granted, or it goes out quickly. This is very close to the Japanese parts, but very low. And also, the, uh, here are some positive hedonic experiments here. So f this is the, uh, just say, happiness shows a smile, or happiness is joy, or something like that, very uh, hedonic experience. And uh, this cluster is closely associated with social harmony in Japan. So the, this means that uh, Japanese participants pile the cards like between the uh, positive hedonic experience related items and social harmony related items very in a close category. So the, uh, they feel like the joy or happy or some hedonic experience is very closely associated with social harmony. But in the, on the other hand, in the American parts, positive hedonic experience is closely associated with personal achievement. So this is the... Uh, uh, yeah, all together, the, uh, what is the cultural meaning of happiness? So maybe that you can see that Japanese happiness is uh, very positive and negative, very ambiguous, and also very socially motivated and so, uh, based on the social relationship. So, and I'm working as a commission of the happiness studies in the cabinet office, and the commission uh, started in, in uh, uh, two, uh, yeah, 2010, so the, just before the March 11th happened. And uh, we, we try to have uh, some uh, make uh, indicators of happiness and uh, to use uh, cross-cultural comparison and also the within-cultural uh, differences. But uh, 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 after the, we mm, launched the commission, then the uh, Great East Japan earthquake happened. And uh, firstly, we stopped the mission. Of course, it is very uh, hard, it was very hard time, and uh, we, we did not uh, have uh, such commission to think about happiness. And uh, we really think about what is happiness and what is the unhappiness too, 
uh, at that time. This is very difficult uh, problem. But after that, we think that, uh, yes, in such a uh, situation, this is a very negative situation, but uh, we try to have a hope in the future uh, from the bottom point because Japanese happiness is like up and down, up and down. This philosophical idea is very salient in the Japanese, uh, many Japanese. So maybe the, uh, this situation is very hard, hard time, but many people try to uh, find the hope from the bottom line of the situation. So we have to try to think about what is happiness after the earthquake. And also the, uh, so we start to think about Japanese happiness indicators. So that includes a measurement of subject well-being. And one of these indicators in the global index of happiness, which asked participants very, uh, very general way, to what extent are you happy from zero to ten? Do you think why? The, what is the happiness for you? The zero to ten. <laughs> it's a very difficult question. To what extent are you happy? Maybe I, I myself, I, I, I think I answer. Yeah, it's case by case, but maybe the six to eight. Something like that. Mm, maybe that if I'm very, you know, unhappy situation, I, I say, yeah, six or five, so so. But if I get the very, you know, positive situation, I say, still not say ten, <laughs> eight. Yeah. Mm. And uh, uh, actually, this measurement reflects the psychological status of happiness quite well, as our research has shown in the study, which we'll show you from the next slide. But. Uh, uh, but also that there's very big cultural difference uh, based on this indicator. So the uh, European American countries or uh, North American cultures, uh, average happiness score is around eight or nine. Very high, very high. And uh, uh, even though the very young people, they say yes, eight or yes, nine or so on, very high. And but uh, uh, for Japanese, Younger people's happiness is quite low. So, the, uh, for example, if I ask such kind of question for my student, their uh, answer is around five or six. And uh, but uh, they actually they don't unhappy. They feel happy. But an uh, optimal point of the happiness is six. They they think that. Why? Why do? It? Why their optimal point or ideal happiness is around six on the ten or eleven point scale? It's very, you know, difficult. But uh, uh, for young people, they the uh, most of the young people told me that yes, uh, if I said that I am happy at uh, nine or ten point, then my happiness just go down after that. <laughs> so I am around 20 and very young, and then I like to have a very good life uh, after you know getting married or after getting a good job or something like that. So six, uh, as a uh, university student, is very ideal. Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, so maybe the this show this perspective is like uh, uh, their judgment, Japanese judgment of happiness is not just online, so yeah, I am happy, then I, I, I check 10. They do not do that. They always think that the social comparison and also time frame comparison. 
so that they always situated themselves in the uh, framework in the past from the future and then think about what is the uh, happiness now. So the, in a commission member, uh, as a commission member, we should uh, check ideal level of happiness and also the uh, future happiness, their uh, prospects. And also that we contain an interdependent happiness scale. This is very Japanese style scale. So if, for example, I feel that I have attained the same level of happiness as those around me. So this is very social comparison based, not like outstanding happiness, but same level is very important. And, uh, uh, and also the, we, ask the, uh, we will ask the positive, neg positive and negative effect too. So the, uh, as I discussed so far, the average Japanese view of happiness and the self is still more interdependent than its American counterpart. However, globalization has produced post-industrial enemies such as need and uh, hikikomori, social withdrawal. This is a very big issue. And such people do not exhibit interdependent-oriented psychological feature because hikikomori is uh, cutting down the societal uh, exchange so that they, uh, they are independent in their room. But uh, uh, their happiness is quite low. And we argue that Japanese individualism reduces happiness since Japanese try to be independent and uh, individualized by means of cutting important social connections. So for Japanese, maybe the uh, to be individual, to have an individualized self, and, oh, and also the, to have a good social connection is sometimes very you know, the, uh, bipolar. So Japanese think about this bipolar. Actually, the, uh, some other countries, such as uh, European countries, German, and also the United States, they, they can enjoy both of them. So they can uh, share some good uh, social relationship, and also they can be independent. But uh, maybe the independence or individualism is not so frequent and not historically shared in Japanese case. Then, uh, if Japanese try to be independent or, uh, or uh, individualized, uh, they just think about, okay, let's cut the social relationship. But uh, this effect is very negative for Japanese part because the interpersonal relationship is a very uh, important resource to achieve happiness for Japanese. And uh, we argue that Japanese individualism, so the, uh, yes, sorry. And the young people appear to have lost their way recently. So this was the feedback I received from a student after class where I explained independence or interdependence culture context. And he said, um, Japanese prefer to imitate American cultural values. Presently, new independence and uh, traditional interdependence are mixed in this society. Therefore, we have unclear values such as we should respect unique personal characteristics, However, we do not accept behavior that disturbs social harmony. <laughs> it is important to understand the context of the situations, but only opportunism is not acceptable. Very difficult. Actually, the, the, that student uh, uh, was looking for a job, so the job market, and uh, they have a uh, lot of job interviews. And the job interview in Japanese society, Japanese companies, requires such kind of thing. So the, uh, yeah, not just being outstanding or uh, unique, but not just the average person. This is very difficult. 
So the uh, so Japanese have a traditionally very interdependent model, and but that that in recent uh, ten or twenty years we have uh, some ambiguous uh, uh, cultural values and uh, uh, contradiction ideas on what is the individualism and they uh, cut their social relationship and uh, uh, young people are very uh, anxious about that. And in this kind of the uh, so social context and cultural context, the great East Japan earthquake was happened. Yeah, so the, I think this, uh, this um, earthquake it has a very uh, strong impact for Japanese, not only economically or uh, socially, but also the, uh, as a flow of the what is the cultural values and uh, what is the uh, identity of the uh, Japanese young, uh, young boys and girls. Uh, this has a uh, maybe the strong impact on their uh, cultural values. So the um, the both earthquake itself and the tsunami that it triggered pro disaster on a massive scale throughout the region, and uh, this uh, event was very very hard for Japanese, and uh, many people lost everything: their family members, schools, workplace, towns, and homes, and around 16. Thousand people were killed, and around three thousand people are still missing. It's very unfortunate. And the uh, uh, tragedy worsened when the Fukushima nuclear plant began to collapse. So the damage resulting from these related disasters has been shared throughout Japan, not only Tohoku area. Of course, Tohoku areas have a very uh, severe uh, than the, uh, the other areas, but uh, also that impact was very nationwide. So moreover, the shocking footage of the tsunami and the extensive broadcast of scenes of the disaster, the psychological impact even those who lived outside the directly affected area. So the, our research question was that how much psychological impact did the disaster have upon those who were living in areas that were not directly affected by the earthquake? And how did, how did their values and general happiness change following the disaster? So the, uh, this is a longitudinal Japan-wide uh, survey study that examined how the Great East Japan earthquake has affected the happiness of young Japanese in their uh, 20th and 30th, so from the age 20 to 39. So, uh, and we conducted two surveys on the happiness, one before the earthquake and the one after. So the, uh, the respondents come from all the districts of Japan, except those that suffered severe damage following the earthquake, the Tohoku area. And we obtained more than uh, 10,000 panel uh, data before and after the earthquake. So the first survey was completed in December uh, 2010, and the second survey was completed two weeks after the earthquake occurred. So the same participants completed both questionnaires. So the, uh, and this means that we can directly compare the data to analyze the effect of the disaster. So the, uh, for the question which was asked in the second survey, so the after the earthquake, uh, to what extent do you think your thoughts of life and happiness has been changed? And uh, uh, approximately 60% uh, of the team reported that their uh, values have changed at least somewhat after the earthquake. So changed a lot and changed somewhat. So 60% of the young generations feel that their cultural values have changed. And those participants were then additionally asked to judge what kind of life value change 
they experienced in nine items in a five-point scale. So this is a scale. So the uh, first category is about the evaluation of ordinary life and the connectedness. So the, I have started to appreciate the importance of my ordinary life and how this makes me happy. So this is kind of re-evaluation of their surroundings. And I value my relationship with family members and friends. And the evaluation of individual efforts have two items, such as I have begun to place more value on gaining fulfillment in my job or school. And the third part was the futility of life. That I have begun to feel a sense of futility. It seems that even if I work hard, all of this will be in vain afterwards. And this is the result. So we found the main effect of value domain. So participants experienced a value change toward ordinary life and connectedness more intensely than in terms of uh, individual effort or futility of life. So that uh, this is the highest score. Uh, compared to the individual for the sense of beauty to life, this is very low. And uh, also the result of value change suggested that the, uh, this uh, has a little bit uh, differences between groups, like full-time workers, part-timers, and unemployed. So uh, part-timers and unemployed is uh, uh, lower than the uh, other groups in ordinary life, and also the they uh, make attention to the individual effort uh, compared to the other group. But a main effect is larger than, the, uh, than that. And in the survey after the earthquake, the participants were asked to judge the extent to which they were thinking about the Great East German earthquake when answering those questions. So the uh, one group is referred to as the uh, thinking about the earthquake group, and uh, uh, around 40% people reported that they were thinking about the earthquake uh, during uh, completing the questionnaire, at least somewhat. And the other group is referred to as a non-thinking about earthquake group, NTE group. And around 40% of people reported that they were not thinking about the earthquake uh, while uh, completing a questionnaire. So this is like a half and half. And uh, also the other group, the, uh, around 11%, is the, uh, have uh, some uh, victim relatives. So they, uh, they, they answered that they were thinking about the earthquake because they were relative of the victims. But it was difficult to identify the specific severity of the damage, so that we excluded, excluded this group from the next analysis. So the, um, both before and after the earthquake, we, uh, uh, we, make the, we made a question about the, uh, to what extent do you think happy from the zero to 11 point scale, uh, zero, sorry, zero to 10 point scale. So zero means the uh, completely unhappy, and the 10 means the uh, very happy. And here's the result. So the, as you can see, uh, this is a thinking about earthquake group, and this is non, not thinking about earthquake group, and this is the first period, and this is second period after earthquake. First, uh, not so much big differences here. Uh, differences quite not so strong enough, and also the uh, average point is around six, as I told you before. The uh, six is the very you know the uh, typical answer 
of the、uh, young Japanese about their judgment about happiness. But、uh, there are some、uh, group differences here,、uh, even before the earthquake. So, even before the earthquake, there are some groups between that. So, the,、uh, like a, a higher happy group or low happy group. So, this is very、um, uh, huge difference here. And then the second part, so after the earthquake,、uh, this group increased their happiness. But this group,、uh, yeah, slightly decreasing, but a, a non significant effect. Only significant is here and here. So, Uh, it means that um, maybe the, this thinking about earthquake group reevaluate their、uh, surroundings or environment or social relationship and so on after the earthquake. So they maybe feel very sympathetic to the other person in an afflicted area and uh, uh, they, they think that they should reevaluate their happiness. But、uh, these this people, Does not think about the earthquake, and also they, are, they don't have a not so good、uh, big capacity to think about the afflicted areas. And maybe the, they have a, maybe some unfortunate environment、uh, with them, and then、uh, their happiness does not change at all. But as maybe the, some of you、uh, think, think that, oh, such group is just. You know, this is very ironically, but maybe that they don't show any sympathy, but just a social comparison. So, downward social comparison. Yes, I am、uh, happier than the、uh, people in the afflicted area or something like that. In that kind of thing, they don't, they don't show any sympathy. But actually, the,、uh, our another、uh, indicators, this is the.、Uh, oh, no. ah, yes, this is. Yeah. This is the other indicators. This is the、uh, negative emotion. Negative emotion, yes. The, oh, sorry, this is not this one. Ah, sorry, this one, yes. This is the negative effect before and after the earthquake. So the,、uh, we、uh, collected data like uh, uh, I feel depressed or I feel like crying in terms of the frequency according to the four point scale before and then after the earthquake. And as you can see, the first period that、uh, thinking about earthquake group and non thinking about earthquake group is the same.、Uh, but after that, in the second period,、uh, thinking about earthquake group increases their negative emotion. This means that they feel very sympathetic with other people and、uh, get shocked about the news, and they felt very miserable and depressive feeling, and so on. But not thinking about the earthquake group, they、uh, decrease negative emotions. This is very ironic. So、uh, I think this pattern shows that uh, they, uh, they share some miserable and feel very sorry for the aphoristic area and then reevaluate. Their、uh, surrounding and ordinary life. And also, that we did the regression analysis on the general happiness after the earthquake. So, the, what predicts the、uh, general happiness after the earthquake?、Uh, yes, so for example, gender,、uh, female is a little bit、uh, happier than males, but very, very low. And the employment status, uh, uh, we thought that maybe the employment status is very important, but uh, uh, not quite. And value change here、uh, ordinary life and connectedness. So, people who 
uh, value, very ordinary life and the connectedness, their happiness is higher. This is significant effect. And the individual effort is non-significant, and the futility of life has negative impact. So may, um, this shows also shows that uh, people who re-evaluate their ordinary life uh, increased their happiness after the earthquake. And uh, uh, maybe you are very interested in what is the uh, what makes that group differences, right? And uh, we also uh, thought about that and uh, uh, statistically controlled several uh, demographic categories like uh, employment status or educational level or income and so on. And actually, we did not obtain any clear differences between employment status or some uh, educational level. This is very uh, uh, this made surprise for us that uh, we thought that maybe non-thinking about earthquake group has, does not have any job, or thinking about earthquake have a good capacity, or <coughs> sorry, but uh, that's not the case. So maybe that we thought that it does some, some psychological impacts between them. So the uh, even though people in a, uh, who are employed full-time workers, uh, they they have some uh, negative feeling or isolated from the society or so and so on, then they don't have any capacity to think about uh, afflicted areas and reevaluate their ordinary life. So it's not a categorical difference, it's not a categorical differences, but more psychological uh, differences between them. So our analysis suggested that many young people who live in areas that were not directly affected by the earthquake uh, re-evaluated their social conditions following the disaster. So about the half of the respondents reported thinking about the earthquake and changing their definition of happiness. This shows uh, resilience of youth who will support the future life in Japan. So in fact, that group of people are more likely to do volunteer works and uh, uh, take steps to save energy and following the earthquake. But second, social connections will take on an important role during the uh, reconstruction of the society. So several studies have suggested that Japanese people are more likely to actualize their happiness from their perceived emotional support from others. And uh, this basic tendency might be amplified after the disaster. So alternatively, we could also predict that even in individualized social settings, social connections would take on a more important following a severe disaster. So we should examine this in the future research. And third, we are uh, dissociated uh, group tendencies. So then T and NT group. So future study also should identify what kind of people belong to each uh, group clearly. So the, uh, as I told you that uh, males were more like, a uh, little bit more likely to be anti-group than females, for example, but the implementer status did not affect the pattern. So the, uh, within our data set, we could not find other demographic factors that clearly distinguished both uh, groups. So this implies that the uh, role of other psychological factors such as personality or their emotional state such as loneliness and so on may uh, have some impact to um, divide the NT or TE group. 
And research on the psychological impact of disaster has been mainly focused on post-traumatic disorders uh, occurring in the afflicted area. But this research shows that nationwide disaster has an impact on well-being, even for people in the areas which are not directly damaged. So these results suggest important implication for the uh, reconstruction from the immense disaster. So the in, uh, in the face of such immense disaster, we hope that people who have changed their psychological state will help those throughout the nation to discover the resilience. So maybe that we, uh, we can plan some experimental study, for example, so that we, uh, um, we ask some people their uh, sympathy level or some other uh, emotional reaction. And, uh, and also the, uh, maybe we can show some uh, tsunami uh, image, for example. And then after that, they, uh, their happiness would be changed or not. Yes, so the, uh, that's all the, uh, my presentation. So this is the collaborators on March 11th study. So the, uh, actually this study was conducted by the uh, Economic and Social Research Institute Cabinet Office, Government of Japan. And uh, I have uh, several uh, papers about the happiness. So you are interested in uh, uh, culture and happiness, uh, please let me know. And also the, uh, this March 11th study is uh, already on the website uh, on the Naikakufu. Uh, so that you can download the file, but this is uh, Japanese. Uh, but uh, so I have an uh, English version of the paper. So that uh, if you are interested in it, please um, uh, let me know. So uh, thank you very much.